How can we use social media in a way to really advance our ministry to students without it becoming an overwhelming beast that always demands our attention? In other words, how can we use it as a tool to advance our mission rather than it taking over? In this episode, I'll share 10 social media tips for those who lead in student ministry. Welcome to Student Ministry Connection. This is Student Ministry Connection, a podcast for those who serve in student ministry, want to connect, and have a desire to grow. My name is Steve Cullum, and today's episode is going to hit that connection piece, but in a slightly different way for how you work with your students and families. But it's also really going to hit that growth side, because today we're going to be talking about different ways that we can grow in how we use social media. A couple weeks ago, I had the amazing privilege of being a part of Download Youth Ministries' first ever conference that they had specifically for those who are starting out in student ministry. And I was given the opportunity to lead a discussion with some of these brand new youth pastors around the idea of social media. And a lot of great things came out of that discussion. And I wanted to share 10 tips with you all today, whether you're brand new in student ministry or you've been serving for years and years and years, social media is one of those things that continually changes. It's something we have to stay on top of all the time. And today I just wanted to share 10 tips that I think hopefully will last the test of time as social media changes and ebbs and flows and does all that it's going to do over the next several years. I hope these 10 tips today will be able to be a little more timeless no matter what different social media pops up to the to the top, whether it's the next Facebook, the next TikTok, the next Be Real, or if some reason we go back to MySpace, or there's something brand new that we've never even thought about. I hope these tips today will help you continue to stay on the top of this social media beast, and hopefully it actually will not become a beast for you. But before we do that, I just want to thank you so much for being here, and I also want to thank the sponsor of this episode of the podcast. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everyone as well, with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $20 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $30 a month. And if you want an affordable, engaging video curriculum, G-Shades has you covered for only $40 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. Head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download season four of G-Shades curriculum and use the promo code CONNECTION at checkout to receive an extra $20 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Thank you, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You can find the link to G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Before I headed to the conference, I did make sure that I had a conversation with our communications and social media manager at our church. She's got a lot of experience and expertise, and it was really helpful to talk through some of these ideas with her before sharing them at the conference and with you all today. 
Also note that these are not in any particular order at all. They are just 10 tips that I believe can help those of us in student ministry with this thing that some of us love, some of us hate, and many of us probably feel both ways depending on the day or even sometimes the minute, but it can be an amazing tool if we use it properly. So let's jump in. The first tip is to stick with one social media platform. Resist all urges to jump on every brand new platform that comes out. They're constantly changing. They're constantly adding new ones all the time. If you want to jump on there with your personal accounts, that's totally fine to do some research. But for your ministry accounts, I recommend definitely sticking with one platform. Which platform should you go with? Well, that's all dependent on where your students are and where your potential students are. And if you don't know, it's time to start having some conversations with them. Figure out where they are and go there. Also, if you stick with one platform, it's a whole lot easier to become a master of that platform. Over time, you might realize that you need some more capabilities of maybe another platform and it's time to branch out. But try not to do that too early. The longer you can stick with one platform, the better. You can become a master of it and it's not going to be that overwhelming. Number two is to create a simple plan. Whatever your plan is, just make sure it's simple. My recommendation, start with three posts a week. That first post can be a reminder or a recap of the previous program talk. This can be in the form of a video, an image that you post, a cut down version of maybe a live stream, whatever it is, give them some sort of reminder or recap from what we talked about from the previous week. It's also important to post some engagement posts. These are posts that ask questions or encourage your followers to post comments, share with each other, and get them talking on social media. And third, look to the future. Post some sort of announcement about something coming up in the future that you really want them to be excited about, to know about, and to share with their friends. So that's just three posts a week. That's pretty easy to do. Maybe post one Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can also use all the ephemeral kind of things out there that disappear within 24 hours. But if you're going to post on a regular basis, make sure you keep it simple so it doesn't become overwhelming and make sure there's a point to each time you post. If you want to keep it really simple like this, three posts a week, a reminder, a social engagement, and an announcement. The third tip is to make sure you schedule your posts ahead of time. You need a social media calendar. If you don't have one, it's time to create one. Just set up a basic calendar and mark what posts you want on certain days. Then pick a day and a time to schedule all of those posts. Many social media platforms have built-in schedulers, or you can also use third-party solutions out there. Those are constantly changing, so I don't necessarily want to promote any specific ones right now. And sometimes those third-party solutions don't always get pushed by the certain platform's algorithm. But the big thing is to make your calendar and schedule them ahead of time. You can spend an hour or two one day a month and get your entire month's calendar of social media posts all scheduled out and ready to go, and then it does it automatically. Just remember, consistency is key. It doesn't have to be posting every day, but be consistent. Fourth, it's important to get others involved, including students. It does not have to be, and it should not be, all about us as the leader. In fact, get some students, or your leaders included, to post during an event. You can also make sure you have a common hashtag that you're all using that contributes to the same social media feeds. Another good thing to look out for is those students that are always taking photos and always posting them. Maybe ask them to send you some. They're going to be so excited that you might actually use some of their photos on your social media. 
And you may even want to consider handing over the social media credentials to a student team or an adult team, or maybe a combination of the two and letting them run with your social media. Just remember, it doesn't have to be all about you and it shouldn't be all about you. Tip number five is short and sweet, but very important. We need to have accountability online. So in addition to possibly handing over those credentials to a team that is handling the social media, we need to make sure that we are not the only one with the password. So get it to your spouse, get it to other leaders, whoever you can, get them on there as well so that we can have accountability. We don't want to be that person who gets accused or anything like that. What we do is too important to overlook this. Number six is to use content that is already out there. A lot of you are thinking, oh, it's great to have a calendar, schedule it out, all these different things, but where am I gonna get this content? Guess what? A lot of curriculum companies will supply a calendar and social media content for you, so all you gotta do is pop it in. I also wanna make sure you know that Download Youth Ministries supplies monthly social media content and a calendar to go with it if you're a gold member, so make sure you check out their content as well. Number seven is to make sure that you don't simply use social media as an announcement platform. Be social and interact with your students' content and others in your community, maybe even the schools. Make sure you go out and click the like buttons, click the love buttons or whatever you need to do. Comment on your students' things and they will be so excited that you actually saw them and interacted with them. A lot of times we look at social media as things that we post out there and we put out there, but it's a two-way street. It's supposed to be social. We need to interact with other people as well. We can't just sit back and think, why aren't students interacting with our stuff if we're not actually interacting with their stuff as well? If you want to go deeper into this, Dave Adamson said a lot of great things on episode 86. So make sure you check out that episode if you want to go deeper on that specific topic. Tip number eight is that photos are usually better than graphics. They get noticed more. And that's so true with our posts today. That may change over time. I'm not sure if this is one of those tips that's going to stay for the long haul or not, but currently photos and also videos are very popular right now. And most of the algorithms are gonna push those to the top rather than your graphic that you create within Photoshop or wherever you make it. So we need to be taking photos all the time, collect photos. Maybe your church has a photography team, which would be awesome. But if you don't, make sure you ask your students and your leaders to constantly be sending photos from different events. And you can use those as you post about different things on your social media. And while you're at it, you can also make sure to use popular music and check out the trends out there. You don't want to be chasing every trend, but see what students are into and see what's actually getting some traction online. And maybe you can also copy it or take advantage of it but don't chase the trends. That's, that's a bonus tip. Don't chase the trends. Just be aware of them. Tip number nine is to have an ongoing idea list with a team of volunteers that love social media. It doesn't really matter where the list lives. It's just that you need an idea board and you need more people contributing to it. Those times where you see something and be like, maybe that would be cool and you share it with the rest of the group. And then over time, some of those ideas are going to make their way to your social media and it's going to help you improve it. But you just need to make sure that you have a place where you can constantly brainstorm and keep those ideas flowing for social media. It's something that's constantly changing. So you always need to have a group thinking about it, but also a place for them to put their ideas for how to improve and how to make your social media better. And finally, tip number 10, make sure that you have people's permission before you start posting 
images of them online. I know this is one of those areas that's kind of gray for most of us, but it's better to be safe than sorry, or as the book title says, it's better to be safe than sued. Consult your local laws and a lawyer or two to make sure that you're doing it correctly. You can also consider having a waiver for students who attend your programs. Maybe during your check-in process to your weekly program, a new student comes in, they fill out their basic information, but they're also filling out a waiver to give you permission to post their photos and videos online. And you can also easily put this in your event waivers. In addition to all the medical things that families need to sign off on, you can also work this in there as well. Make sure that they give you permission to use their images for future promo and things like that on your social media. You know, you're probably thinking nine times out of 10, I'm not gonna get sued. The church is not gonna get sued for using someone's image without permission. But do you really wanna take that chance? And most importantly, do you really wanna damage that relationship? I mean, if you damage that relationship, then you might not actually get a chance to share Jesus with them. And that's really the most important thing. And those are my 10 tips for social media for student ministry workers. I hope these were all helpful for you. And if they were, please let me know on social media. I am at Steve Cullum on most of the social medias out there right now. And I would love to connect with you and hear more about what you want on these solo episodes of the podcast. And if you do enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with someone else in student ministry who you think also needs to tune in. If you get the opportunity, leave us a positive review on your podcast app. It really is a huge help to us and it helps other people find the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that on your favorite podcast app. Before we wrap up this episode, I do want to thank G Shades one more time for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You can check out their link in the show notes and also use the promo code CONNECTION at checkout to save $20 off your next order. Thank you so much, G Shades, for sponsoring this episode. And speaking of G Shades, my Mike Haynes is going to be back on the podcast really soon. I know a lot of you really enjoyed his last two episodes, and he's going to be back very, very soon. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out. Also, I wanted to let you know that I was a guest on the Student Ministry Matters podcast not too long ago. So if you haven't checked out their podcast, be sure to check it out. And if you want to listen to my episode, please be sure to do so. But also just send them some love. Subscribe to that amazing podcast as well. And with all that said, we are at the end of this episode, but we'll be back in a couple weeks. So make sure you stay subscribed, stay connected, and may God bless your ministry.